All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. What was that? Me, you guys. Oh, I, all right, I get so, a moist mouth. All night long, all I dream about is like the mountains in my hair. So I'm ready to do some business. Okay, ready to do some business. Real life Why podcast. do you make me live through that? I have PTSD from the mouse incident. Yeah, um, that's an intro that's only on my at-home roadcaster. Um, but I think it's really funny, so I like playing it whenever I get a chance. For the record, every single outlet in Wanya Manor has a blue reflective thing I bought at Canadian Tire to repel vermin of all sort. Mm. And are you supposed to have this many in one residence, one manor? I have no idea. But you know what I don't have? Mice. Oh, fair enough. What are the long-term health effects of this? We'll never know. Well, they're better than the short-term health effects of mice having babies in my hair while I sleep. Yep, good point. Do not need that drama, whether real or imagined, while I sleep. Do your thing, 21. Do your thing. Uh, uh. 21, can you do something for me? <laughs> Those are so funny. The memes are fantastic. They're great. They designed love these memes in mind, I swear. Oh, have to. That wouldn't even surprise me. Um, well, we already know Drake's bamboozling us with fake content anyway. Us? No, you. Me, <laughs> the collective we. You know what, though? I did feel better. There was one guy, just one, one solo dude that slid into my DMs and said, you know what, Bag Milk, they got me too. Big Stern Show guy. I was expecting Drake to be on there, and he was not. So well, was on that one. note of being tricked by the internet, I awoke very early on, I think, Saturday morning with Wanye Jr., who has a penchant to wake up at 5 in the morning and insist we go watch this choo-choo train show on the TV and he's quite insistent. So we were down there and I was like, shit, man, it's like six 15 in the morning. I should start posting for our friends and neighbors in Eastern standard time who love ice hockey. And so I go on Twitter and I got Wanya junior on one leg and I got a pot full of eggs in the hand and I'm trying to make a fire. It's colonial times. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, Tortorella is just lighting into uh, Austin Matthews. Wow. Well, Coach Torts, that's what they brought you into Philly for. You're the designated distraction. So I put together a two-part meme and chucked her on Daily Faceoffs Instagram. Thought nothing more of it. 
until it was brought to my attention by a man who was also tricked by the internet and <laughs> felt my pain, Commander Bag Milk, who said, hey, Wanye, you should only post stuff about Philly if, like, media people have something to say about it, not some weird account you decided to follow <laughs> and take as news as though they're ESPN and 20 retweets is not popping. That is not enough retweets for it to be news. We I would just... There's a lot of there's a lot of lies on the internet, Tyler. I think that's the lesson learned here. I would also yeah, like to point out to myself was Bag Milk gets it. He'd been tricked as recently as four days ago. Yep. That account, Wanye, is called Petrov Maguire, who is just someone who loosely pretends to be Pierre Maguire, I believe. Uh, a funny account <laughs> nonetheless. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, Torts, you really said that about Austin Matthews? We're gonna have a field day about this when the world wakes up in two hours. My most embarrassing getting duped by the internet story is uh, when I was still working at the radio station. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had gotten injured in Monday Night Football. And the next Tuesday, we're sitting there doing our show. It's 10.03. And I jump on the air and I go, wow, low tide. We got breaking news. Patrick Mahomes is done for the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was like, wow, wow. People were texting in like, oh, my God. And then I look, I go, Ooh, nope. That's from an account called Barry McCockner, who is just pretending to be Sports Center for a few minutes. So I had to go back on the radio and go, "Hey, yep, uh, getting a second opinion. Might not be done for the year." Listen, if Barry McCockner doesn't know what the news is, then who does? You know, who does? Did I, did I ever tell you the story, your object, of the time I thought that Sam Gagne was going to be the captain of the Oilers? Is that why you ran with that bit for so long? Buddy, that is not a bit. That is the truth coming back to bite me in the ass however many years later. <laughs> I want to my Okay, it's a two-part story, and I'll tell the story because I think people see me getting made fun of but don't realize it was actually rooted in your pal Wanye having the scoop of scoops about two seasons earlier when I exclusively found out Mike Carmery was coming back to Edmonton. Yeah. Remember when he came back and it was like mind-blowing that he returned? Absolutely, 100%. That preseason I game? I knew in advance. And I was like, oh, my God, can I say this on my fledgling Oilers website? And the guy that told me was like, I've never even heard Oilers Nation. Wherever the fuck, do whatever you want. I was like, okay. And, like, everybody went crazy. It was the first time anything had ever really taken off. And, like, Brownlee was trying to, like, figure out how to phone me. And everybody was freaking out because we were legitimately the first to know this. And it was shocking, right? Yeah. And so I lived off of that fame and the enormous mantle of responsibility that was given to me. And like, I don't know how many years it was. What was the season when Dallas Aikens came in that summer? Like 2013 or something like that? I've blocked okay, it. Okay, so however many years had gone by between Comrie coming home and that, the same dude that told me about Comrie was like, hey, remember when you found out about that thing and everybody went crazy in your Oilers website? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I got another one for you. And I'm like, oh, my God. My ship had come in. I heard trumpets. There was like a beam coming down from heaven onto my phone. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, Sam Gagne is the next captain of the Oilers. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, have I ever led you astray? And because we were one for one, I was like, good enough for me. I don't know if you follow local ice hockey news, but in fact that he was not the fucking captain of the Oilers, that job went to Andrew Ference instead with the new head coach. So make of that what you will. The point is you can be duped on the internet. That wasn't a duping. I think there was some Or you think something changed of direction. Ah. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when I said there was going to be a press conference coming. Remember that, Tyler? That yeah, wasn't that long got, ago. You got your you I was know out, what slap for that. I was early by about a week. I was early by a week. Bob Stoffer DM'd me at the time and said, "Don't feel too bad. You're closer than you think." And I didn't answer. Ah. <laughs> well, uh, I looked at it. And I went, you know, Wanye, you're really in the game today. You're losing, but you're in the game. That's all that matters, I suppose. And that's the story of why I love Sam Gagne. That's why? He was that close to being the Oilers' captain, man. And then Cassian rearranged his life. Oh, yeah. 
increased season the next year. I honestly forgot that Aikens and Gagne even overlapped. Well, and then you remember the Zach Cassian breaking his face with a stick, and then they were yeah. teammates for a hot minute there, and then Cassian was around, and then Gagne no, came then, back. No, then Cassian was here, and Gagne was gone, and Cassian became a fan favorite here after he smashed Sam Gagne halfway to shit. But then they also mm-hmm. brought back, they were both on the same team at one At point. the end. Yeah. Oh, boy, the 13-14 Edmonton Oilers. That is, this is not a sight for sore eyes. Who you got on there? Who are you looking at? Well, okay, oh, so like some of the greats, some the, of the absolute greats. The big guns were like, you know, Hall, Eberly, Perron, Nuge, four guys above fifty-five points. Like that's a okay. We're getting somewhere. And then like the worst part of Alish Hemsky's tenure here: nine goals in fifty-five games, a very miserable Nail Yakupov, Ryan Smith <laughs> finishing up whoa, his whoa, career. What what did Nail do that year? Was that the year he didn't play with Matthew or uh, Waugh or whatever his name was? I think we got. Did we get a little Derek Derek Waugh, Derek Roy in here? No, we didn't. So yeah, that would have been the non Derek Waugh year. Ah. That was the next year. You look at the guys who were playing defense on this team. Like, hey, okay, you got Jaltsy, God bless him. Ference Petrie, Philip Larson played the fourth most oh, yeah. games. Oh. That's good living. Was Teddy Philip Larson on that be- team? Oh, he was gone by then, I think, right, Tyler? Yeah, what Peck- years were Teddy Peckham years? 9 to 11? Man, he's another guy where I thought, there's something going here. The others oh. have got a big bruiser. Finally. I thought he was Darnell Nurse when I first saw him. He was gone by then. He only played played one game in 07-08, played full-time in 2010-2011, then played 54 games in 11-12. 12-13, he played four more, and he was gone. One time at the pint, we got this thing from Captain, I think it was Captain Morgan. And it was this huge statue of Captain Morgan. And for some reason, everybody decided to glue pennies to it. You know how you do. Oh, yeah. Of course. And then one day I walked in and the statue was gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? Rick, what happened to Captain Morgan? And he was like, damn, back a bottom for cash. And they just sold Captain Morgan covered in pennies to Theo Peckham for cash. <laughs> Back when Theo would have been believe just that shit? <laughs> Ask Rick about that. He'll probably be like, man, you can't tell that story. He'll be like, why? Theo Peckham retired 12 years ago. He'll be like, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, speaking of our uh, beloved Edmonton Oilers, we should probably get there at some point on uh, this episode. Just, four, episode hey, man, we're talking about statistics and shit. We're all in it. That game on Saturday was very annoying. For a lot of reasons. Many reasons. Millions of reasons. Um, I, they just, they can't keep not showing up for afternoon games. Like, that's just got to be stopped. I don't know what you need to do to get your process all sorted out, but, like, this needs to end. They're not a boring hockey team. They play on emotion, right? I guess. If they can't get up emotionally, they're fucked. But that can't be, like, an excuse. No, I agree. It wasn't good. It was just like from the crease outward, everybody was sloppy. And we'll start with Jack Campbell because it was he was just not good at all on Saturday. But we gotta be careful though. Jack Campbell looks more defeated in his press conferences than an oiler goalie I can recall in modern times. Like that's that's what I was gonna say. That guy I've never I've never seen somebody so hard on themselves this early in the year before. Like he threw himself under the bus. But, like, this was a problem for him back in Toronto. That was the big book, is that he couldn't keep it straight. Like, he just, he piles on himself. It's always his fault. And this is just worst-case scenario in terms of his first month as an oiler. Then he needs to cool out, and he needs to be the backup to Stu for a while, who apparently is a gamer, and just chill, bro. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Um, I did... I went on this rant on my show, so I won't do it here because I'm sure there are some people who listen to the show and they don't want to hear it again. But, like, you just did him no favors putting him in in that hockey game. Back on home ice against a really damn good team. Like, you could have started him tonight against Washington, who's dog shit when it comes to scoring goals, and you would have been fine. I see. I I disagree with that point. I think that giving them the chance to work his way out of it was maybe the right move, but ultimately... It, it didn't go well. I was more surprised that 
Um, I actually wondered if Woodcroft might throw him back in again tonight against Washington rather than have him go tomorrow against Tampa. That's let's what's play a little, a little bit more. Let's play a little war game scenario. I've been watching a lot of this show on Amazon prime called last ship. It's like Navy related, but it's also a pandemic, but it's also a love story that slowly unfolds over six seasons. You know how it is. You're M Chuck. Let's do a scenario analysis here. If Jack Campbell isn't unreal, but it turns out that Skinner is amazing, they would be a perfectly fine tandem to have 1A, 1B, where Skinner doesn't have all the pressure of being this young and being a starter in the league. He can split the duties. And Campbell, by all accounts, is a wonderful dude who puts too much pressure on himself. Can't they just merge together for a few years and let him play out his contract? Yeah, and I mean, that probably is going to be what we see here for the next Jack Campbell's contract. It'll be a lot of back and forth. It'll be a lot of stretches where Campbell's excellent. It'll be a lot of stretches where it's like, hey, it's Skinner's net, and we have a very expensive backup for 15 games. But I do think... But we always think about backup and starter. Like, maybe it's a two-man job. It is a two-man job these days. I don't really have a problem with it. I do think, like, the fact that Campbell is struggling so mightily and is so, like... Again, what would I, I? I hate going back to this because I shouldn't rag on a guy who's not here anymore. But like Mike Smith would be in those press conferences being pissed off. If you were like, How do you think you played Mike Smith? He'd be like, The whole team sucked. You know, like that would be his sort of reaction to it. And because Jack sits there and is like, Because Jack sits there and is like, Oh man, oh my God, I had my mic muted for all of that. No, I heard you. You guys heard me? Oh, well, yeah, bless I heard up. You. but you got louder for sure. Oh. Well, then that's weird. You were probably also hearing me blow my nose earlier in the show. No, so, we didn't hear that. My mute button's broken is what I'm learning. What are you doing? What are you doing with the Kleenex? I, I, I'm just leaking. I'm leaking from my nose. You know, I'm blowing my nose. We had a sports show going here for about four <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And then it exploded like a firework. And we're probably not getting back to hockey talk so, for the rest of the show. I'm, I'm Let's getting, get to it. I'm getting over my sickness. And yeah. the... Last symptom, I guess, I'm dealing with is just that my nose is <laughs> leaking like a damn faucet. So I've spent I'm, all day I'm running out of people that I know that aren't sick right now. Like it's crazy, like infinitely more sick to unsick people. So I emptied this garbage can below me at the beginning of the day. It is already just full to the brim of the clean. Ew. Oh, it's disgusting. Good God. I didn't even save have to those. show you guys that, but I did. Yeah, save those though. Good Lord. We're going to sell them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, sell them at an upcoming event. Anyways, my nose is leaking like a faucet, so I keep muting myself to blow my nose, and then I forgot to unmute myself there for uh, for a second. So my apologies to the podcast listeners who I don't think maybe would have heard my most recent rant. No one heard you blow their nose. I would have Good. said something Good. at the time. Good. All right, so my point with Campbell, my point with Campbell was that he's a good guy. He is taking this like really, really hard. And I think it's easy to empathize with him in this situation, whereas goalies in the past maybe wouldn't have taken that path. Yeah. And I really Let's do not think, get on him. I really do think it'll make his redemption tour when he eventually goes on one, because it's coming. He's going to have a run this year. He's a good NHL goalie. He'll have 15 games where he's just fucking lights out and we're loving him. That moment will feel awesome when he finally gets rolling. I, uh, I appreciate the ownership of the mistakes. I like that about him, but I just, as I was watching him, as I read the full quote, I was just thinking, man, you just so hard on yourself. So hard. There's times as Oilers fans where we get down on our goalies and God damn it, we're entitled to. We pay our money. We we buy our merchandise. We can yell whoever we want. I don't think right now with a team this good with Stuart Skinner looking as good as he does, this isn't one of the times as Oilers fans we should get down on the goalie. Yeah. If he's no down idea. on himself, let him work that shit out. But it doesn't need to be a pressure cooker on this for, for in this instance, in my mind. I have no interest in piling on him. No. After watching him do it to himself, there's nothing else that needs to be said. He knows he needs to be better. Yep. So now, Tyler, we got the answer for tonight. Stuart Skinner gets night one of the back-to-back. What about the rest of the week? Carolina Thursday, uh, Florida Saturday. Well, I mean, Campbell, like, Campbell's getting tomorrow likely against Tampa. And that scares me because Tampa Bay is... That's why I was surprised. I thought he was like, even though he was horrible on Saturday, I thought they were going to go back to him today because Washington is beat up and they're just quote unquote the easier out right now. 
they are. And that's why, again, I maybe almost would have gone, I agree with you, I almost would have gone with Campbell back again tonight just to give him a somewhat easy matchup or an easier matchup, I should say, and a chance to get himself going. But uh, they're going Campbell tomorrow. Tampa Bay, that's the next big test. And I, I am nervous about that. I will be crossing my fingers for old Jack. I hope he pulls it around because, like, like you said, there's going to be a stretch that comes, and he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be lights out. He's going to be the goalie we paid for. Yep. But just right now, just I could almost see it coming too. You know, in the preseason, he was playing loose, and he did really well in his starts in the preseason. Then once the regular season rolls around, pressure of the new contract, new team, he's putting it all on himself. And then when it didn't go well from the start, it just it compounded from there. Yeah. Look, Stuart Skinner has a mustache. He does. And Jack Campbell has a beard and kind of a mustache, but not really as pronounced as Stuart Skinner's mustache. Should we do dueling mustaches? I just thought we were doing an analysis of them, and that was how I could contribute to the conversation. An analysis of my mustache? Well, your mustache is Lanny McDonald-esque. The only it's better than last year's, that's for sure. Well, it's getting there, right? We're still very early in the month. <laughs> looks like a ghost of it like a skeleton of a caterpillar it does um the only people so far who have noticed it are electronic jordan and wanye now um i'm just gonna see you know it's november so it's the one time you can get away with like doing it looking like a goof and like everyone's just kind of like yeah i'm not raising money either i probably should have and that's something i wanted to do was like a. Worst I like mu- that you're doing it for no benefit. Just, yeah, you're just, <laughs> just for yourself, just for love of the game. Just for my own social, my own sort of experiment with my body. I'm experimenting with my body. Um, damn it, Surveyor Press <laughs> got that God one already. Shit. <laughs> uh, um, shit. <laughs> but anyways, I want to see, like, last year I have a picture of what I looked like at the end of the month. It was not pretty. But I'm very intrigued to see how my facial hair growing skills improve from a year-to-year basis. I'm going to donate a little bit every day. Yep. I'm going to donate $20 to Movember in honor of Tyler Remchuk so that he's not looking like a fool just for his own satisfaction. Yeah. Why are you wearing pink for breast cancer awareness? No. Just cause just like the color makes him look good. Yep. Why are you wearing a poppy in May? I don't know. Looks cool. The point I was good. Like the, where I was getting at was people might not look at me and be like, what an idiot. They'll be like, ah, maybe he's doing Movember. And in my head, I'm like, nope. Just me looking like a jackass. Are you doing that thing from The Office when Michael Scott copied the goatee? Because our new producer guy that just got hired, Aaron, has got a all-year-round mustache. He's got a great muzzy, too. That's a that's a real good look. Really? Yeah. I think you're doing the Michael Scott right now. Yeah, I just want to. I want to be better friends with Aaron, so I'm just going it out. There That's are some people, about. though, occasionally, like a Stuart Skinner, like a Tom Selleck, right? These are people who look way better with a stash. I saw the photo, the draft photo of Stuart Skinner, where he's got like the high fade and no stash. I don't trust that guy to play net for the Edmonton Oilers. You can't. I don't trust. I don't trust that guy for shit. New guy mustache. We can get rid of Jack Campbell if he keeps that mustache. I say Jack Campbell just he it's time to go with the mustache. Maybe Stuart Skinner is drawing more power from that thing than Jack Campbell knows. He Maybe. needs to grow some sort of comical facial hair as part of his resurgence. Yeah. When he looks at himself, keeps it a little bit light, you know? He has a little chuckle instead of uh being so down on himself. I like this. I like this idea. Maybe a full handlebar. Lanny McDonald has really been committed to his mustache his entire life, hey? Absolutely. Like, he has never even tried another play. That's like my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, I've never seen him without a mustache in my entire life. Oh, really? yeah. that's. I yeah. told this story, but, like, that's my dad, too. Like, my mom included. My mom's never seen my dad without a mustache. These are men from a different era. Really are. What do you think your dad would do, Tyler, if you buzzed that baby while he was sleeping? Oh. <gasps> My big thing is, like, I always wondered how much cash would it realistically take for my dad to shave it? That's a better alternate Movember, is get people who've always had a mustache to shave it for charity. Do you know they're scaring babies and that thing, you know? With yeah. babies, you, like, you shave and you, you're, you're, you're young child, in this case, Tyler, hadn't seen you ever, and you start to cry? Well, and if you're like, oh, 
what, how much would you pay for so-and-so to grow a mustache? Like, fuck, I don't know, $20? How much to see somebody you've never seen without a mustache? Oh, shit, for charity? Here's 100 bucks. Reverse Movember. You might be onto yeah. something there. I'm telling you. Not a terrible the idea. The only guy who can't play is Stuart Skinner. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got to keep it. He's if he shaves that mustache, cut him from the team. Didn't Austin he Matthews so do something like a reverse Movember last year? Something like that. Did he? His so. mustache was like his mustache was greasy looking though. It wasn't like Stuart Skinner's is thick and full and bristling. Yeah. Matthews yeah, is more is towards the, it's like a handlebar. Yeah. Matthews is more towards the Tyler Uremchuk side of uh, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an entry level mustache. Stuart yeah. Skinner's already he's the upper echelon. The ELM you know? as they call it, I believe. ELM. Entry level mustache. That's very... Oh, no, I understood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I understood. I watch ice hockey regularly. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, the Edmonton Oilers, tonight's game number 500 for Connor McDavid. Wow. It's already been 500 games for McDavid? Probably would be like... If you think about it, wouldn't he be close to six if the thing didn't happen and then what's-his-name didn't knock him out with a broken collarbone? He'd probably be close to 600. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, year one, he would have missed, what, 40 games, I think, right? Yeah, about yeah. half. 30, 37 games, you're on Chuck Math. Missed four another year, so that's 41. Missed 18 the next year, that's 59. Shortened season, cut off a handful. To be exact, that's 26. So I think we're up to 70-some now. Yeah, and we lost the full last. season. Yeah, he's lost basically a full season of hockey. And he's at 722 points heading into game number 500. This is the question I've been asking everybody. He's at 722 now. What will he be at before game 1,000? Uh, I'm going to say 1,500. Whoa! Yeah. I think he's he's still got another gear to go. Is he going to be number another gear to go? I I think so. The, I don't know what to say to that. Tyler, what does your mustache think? Yeah, my mustache's take was, the number was 1550 that I threw out there. By the time he's in game 1000, wow. he will be sandwiched in between Ray Bork and Joe Thornton for uh, 11th all-time in all-time scoring. Um, wow. Which is crazy to think that, like, in the next 500 games, like, this was just, you know, these first 500 was McDavid establishing himself as, like, a superstar, right? There was no, it, he was not overhyped. The years and years of Connor McDavid as the next best NHLer, it was all legit. And he mm-hmm. climbed from wherever all the way up to 200 and something in NHL scoring. But really, he established himself as a stu- superstar. Now, these next set of 500 games is going to be probably his prime, you could argue, right? How old is he going to be in a thousand, roughly, if everything goes roughly to plan? Allow for some mild injuries. Okay, let me do some math here. I know everyone likes that. 500 games divided by 82 would be about six seasons. So he'll be 31 or 32 years old by that point. Maybe 33 if he gets banged up a couple of times. So this is his prime. These wow. next 500 are McDavid's oh, yeah. dead-on prime. 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 This, these will be the prime. best years of his career. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon will buy the rights to Connor McDavid's next five seasons. Um, and then it'll be weird because at that point... He'll have eclipsed 1,000 games, and the next 500 would be, as weird as this is to say, sort of the downward part, right? The cooling off of Connor McDavid, where he'll already be top 20 in NHL scoring at that point, in all likelihood, and it'll be he'll like, all right, how far can he go? Juggernaut, I bet you. He'll turn into like a Selkie winning, like, like Iserman did in the last back nine of his career. My prediction is that his production comes down a little bit, but not all that much. Like I'm thinking of Sidney Crosby's 35 now, and he is still over a point a game every single year. These guys that are generational, they're just different. They're built different, and I'm expecting Connor to be. Leon is also different. Yeah. Yes, he is. The thing with McDavid and like Crosby, right? You think about why, what made Crosby so good in his prime. And it was Must his brain, act. right? Like his his way to think the game and all of that. He was a very talented hockey player, but he, he never that did dump it. Dump truck too. Yeah, dumpy, absolute dumper. <laughs> very impressive. Great thighs. All those things. Yep. 
The thing that made Crosby impressive, though, was like his ability to think the game, always be in the right position, right? Cycle the puck. McDavid is just so different than Crosby or Ovechkin because he does it in a way that we really haven't seen from like a super, superstar, right? Where it's speed, right? He kills you with his creativity and all of that. And it'll be fascinating to see how that ages. I think that is like wild. He like flies down the wing. He makes wild clappers. He does wild shit. Connor's always in control. Yeah. Always. I think Connor's going to probably change the way he plays a little bit, but I think he's ultimately going to be way more effective than everyone else. He's not reckless. No, he's not really at all. Well, he kind of is the way he crashes the net. So maybe that softens a little bit, but um, he's just so much smarter than everyone else that I bet he's just going to learn to play a different way, regardless of where he's at in his career. The the big race, you know, there's the whole thing right now of like, you know, can Ovechkin catch Gretzky for most goals all time, right? Yeah. Crosby really doesn't have a, a sort of milestone race like that in him because he missed so many games in the prime of his career. He also had the lockout, right, that would have affected him. If he could have, you know, had back that half season of a lockout and the injuries, Crosby, I think it's realistic to say, would have another 300 points right now. He'd be at 1750 around there. Wow. But the race at that point for Crosby would be, can he be the second player ever to get to 2000 points? That would be the big race. I don't think Crosby's going to do that because he's 35. Even if he has 500 point seasons, he's not there. With McDavid, I think that's the milestone we'll eventually get to watch. 2000 points. If by a thousand, he's at 1500, which is probably the low mark. If we're being honest. If by a wow. thousand he's at fifteen hundred, I don't know. At that point, you're sitting there going, "Okay, in the next five, can he be point a game for the final five hundred games of his career?" Probably. Can I just say that I'm very much looking forward to the next five years of Oilers hockey, and we should start a podcast, the three of us, about Oilers hockey for the next five years and talk exclusively about that. That sounds very mm-hmm. boring. I want to go back to my mustache. Actually, sorry, no, that sounds very boring. I want to lift up the bin of Kleenexes and show you guys that again. Good God. I need to know how much inventory we got. I'll be selling those individually. No, so the big issue is actually that I ran out of Kleenex over the weekend and didn't go get any more. So I've just been carrying this roll of toilet paper around with me and it's doing Oh, that's right. You're really in phase two of illness where all pretense goes out the window. I wish I had my role to show you, Tyler, because I also had one sitting right beside me at my desk. Great time. Great time. Yeah, do what you got to do. Speaking of resurgence, Tyler, you'll like this because it's about your favorite sport, ice hockey. What the hell is going on with Eric Carlson? Has he come back? There's a couple of guys. Has his brain re-entered his body and his spirit re-entered his legs and Eric Carlson's back? It's weird. It's a weird one. Frank Cervalli has an interesting theory about this, that maybe for the last couple of years in San Jose, it was just a matter of like too many cooks in the kitchen with him and Brent Burns. Like they both love playing offensively. They both love shooting the puck and there just wasn't enough puck to go around for the both of them. And now that Carlson's alone and the man and he gets 90 seconds on every power play and gets to start in the offensive zone every time, he's just back to producing like crazy. Also, he does this all with snooze in for most games, I believe, which is like, that's just another level, right? Like, Hold on. He plays with snooze? You've never seen that screenshot? Uh, I don't know how, like, you don't accidentally swallow some. What that just instantly fuck? makes me want to vomit. That is some wild, wild west badassery. I am shocked. The, Does anybody else play with snooze? Here, I'll send you uh, a clip on Twitter. This is what sparked the whole Eric Carlson snooze thing. It was back when he was with Ottawa, and there's a stoppage in play, and you can like see him. He puts it out and puts it between his teeth, like a little packet of snooze, and it pops it back up into his lip. Um, yeah, there's wow. been a, there's a couple screenshots. Just search Eric Carlson snooze on Twitter, and you'll see a few of them pop up. It'll be a departure from my usual searches about feet. Um, but anyways, the fact he does Does that, like what the fuck? I don't know if that, I don't know if he can be as historically bad as he's been his last few years, just because he shares ice time with Brent Burns, but 
who am I to argue with the great Frank Saravalli? No, no, but I think you're right too. Like it's probably a bit of like that might be a contributing factor in all of this. Um, but at the end, he's like he's bounced back and his cap hit's huge. So I don't think yeah. he like the Sharks will never be able to trade him at that full cap hit. But if you were he got a booted contending- at home opener, eh? By yeah. the Sharks fans. Yeah. Jeez. Did they really? That maybe ignited something in him. Oh, good grudge, Carlson. Revenge. I love a good grudge. I think if the Sharks kept like three or four million bucks of that contract, they'd get some team to give them a first round pick. Wow. Don't you think they would have done that by now? Maybe they're waiting. Carlson also has a full no trade, so. There's that. That's crazy, man. Are you impressed how up to date I am with league news? Well, that was also the surprising part of this was that you just brought that up out of nowhere on your own. He's got well, 10 goals the already. Daily face- Bag milk's got me doing real work. I'm doing daily face-off, doing the other thing. I got Canucks Army. I have to wake up every morning and look for fake John Tortorella quotes to torture bag milk with. Yeah, he's got 10 goals, 9 assists, 19 points in 14 games. Eric Carlson is having a heater. That is outrageous. Him. I thought he lost it all like a pitcher with Tommy John surgery. Hey! Wild. Whew. Yeah. I'm into it. Highest scoring defenseman in the league by, I think, a pretty decent little margin. Yeah, Rasmus Dahlin is second. He's four points back of him. So, also, Rasmus Dahlin, hello. There's a bunch of really interesting individual performances. Like, remember over the summer when there was all that talk, like, oh, you know, would the Oilers and Hurricanes swap Pugliarvi for Martin Natchez? It's like, ah, maybe, ah, who says no to that? Natchez is eighth in scoring right now. He has 17 points. He has 17 points in 12 games. Oh, no. You never know. That would have been a good trade, you know? That would have been a real good trade. But now the conversation (laughs) in Carolina is like, would you trade Natchez straight up for Patrick Kane? Probably not. And it's like, oh, man. Wow. Maybe the Oilers should have pushed a little harder for that deal, hey? Uh, having you don't one... think this GM of San Jose sat back and been like, if I can retain $4 million, I get a first-rounder, and this albatross that's historically underperforming leaves? I think you might have a hard time selling ownership on that. Because then they got to pay four racks to just not have him there. For four more years. Wow. Wow. You get one Belarusian defenseman that's off grid and sign him to a nine year deal for two hundred grand a year. Anton Belov? Can I give you Anton Bil and did you just bring Anton Belov into the chat? The yes, Belov. I did. That's wow. an Olympian. Was he? Oh yeah. Best defenseman in the KHL, if I remember correctly. I believe he played oh man, what you know what was the we could go back and do a million podcasts about just dumb things the Oilers did during that decade of darkness. But remember when they okay. gave, remember when they gave up a draft pick to get the rights to Nikita Nikitin just to overpay for him, anyways? Yeah, you betcha. What do you mean? Mac T traded like a fourth round pick, if I remember correctly, to the Columbus Blue Jackets ahead of free agency for an upfront chance to sign Nikita Nikitin. Okay. And then they did, and nobody wanted him, and he was terrible. Nobody wanted him but the oil? Oh, yeah, I remember. And then he came to the closing of Rexall Place and looked super weird. Did yeah, he? there was that. That's, oh, buddy. I'll, don't you remember that photo that I was going around? I remember that photo. I, I think I cropped that photo, if I recall correctly. That was a, We got a lot of mileage out of that photo. I guarantee that was a I still big, have that on my Big photo for me. I guarantee I still have that on my laptop somewhere. I would like to see this photo. Absolutely, I'd like to see this photo. He just looked like his eyes were staring at you from an alternate dimension of hell. <laughs> Nikita Nikitin got like the generic email from like staff at OilersAlumni.com being like, everyone's <laughs> welcome back for the closing of Rexall plays. And he's in like avant-garde. He's like, all right, sounds yeah. good. I'm in. He, he got the same email everybody from the WHA Oilers got. Yeah. Tyler, uh, I'm popping on the group chat right now. It but took he made big money, it. didn't he? Didn't he make big money? It was paid him like nine million bucks over two seasons. Oh my god! I bet you he's making good smoke in the KHL. What does he care? He's so rich. It's like Koskin and now lives in Switzerland. Check out that! I just dropped the photo of Nikitin in the group chat. If that's not the most terrifying 
<laughs> Look at his face. I love it. Oh, uh, well, okay, wait, to be social. fair, I think he played in that last game. So that makes well, more even, sense. Even so. Even so, look at him. Terrifying. Was on waivers earlier in the year. Yeah. Oh, no. And now I found a meme that I made combining his face with Todd McClellan's face. Why? I don't know. Uh. That one's coming in the group chat, too, for you, Tyler. There's a little a little treats for you from, my, from the depths of my laptop. Mm. These are good. It's been weird on the internet for a while, Tyler. It's been real weird. Hey, well, I guess we'll tease this because I know we haven't officially announced it yet. But we're going to do like an Oilers Nation anniversary party, right? Yes, we are. 15 years, Wanda. Can you believe it? Jesus, Murphy. What do they say? Well, uh, what we say is it's been a long run. And I think that putting an event together this magnitude is we want to make it special. So that's going to be happening sometime in the new year, Tyler. Gonna be a good time. We can't announce that, that event. That I just dropped in there. Oh my god! I'm gonna have it's to horrifying. post all these so people know like what we're talking about. Yeah, that is the McClellan Nikitin one is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get paid to do this shit. Yep. For 15 years. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, speaking yeah. of our upcoming events, we have a very exciting one that we're going to be announcing soon. I believe tomorrow. Oh, we are announcing it tomorrow. Yep. Keep it locked on our socials for that. This is going to be a big, big one. It'll be a very good time. I'm going to be doing an episode of Oilers Nation every day live from this event, actually. Yes, you are. We'll be raising some money. We're going to have some contesting, some giveaways, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. Uh, all right. We got to stop here, give some love to our friends at DoorDash and Oodle Noodle, the presenting sponsors of episode 426 of Nation Real Life. You can use the promo code GAMEDAY25 to get 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Ding dong. Why not use it to order a little Oodle Noodle tonight? The Oilers are on an Eastern road trip for the next week here. Early games, so you don't want to be cooking. Oodle Noodle, DoorDash, that is the game-winning tandem. That's what you need to be rolling with. That is a dynamic duo. Hit them up. DoorDash is the app. Download it. Promo code GAMEDAY25. And uh, we're going to stop for a quick ad here. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wasn't that a quick ad here? That was a quick ad here. And now we're back. <laughs> I'm going to look. I'm looking outside right now, and this could not be a better day for a wonton soup from Oodle Noodle. Oh, yep. How did it go from 15 degrees to minus 12 or whatever it is today in a span of a week? It is shocking. Awful. Shockingly awful. Terrible. Boys, if you keep nice weather until Halloween in this city, you have nothing to bitch about. That's a good I point. Am, and I will. Like, how many times in your life can you remember getting to Halloween with, like, not snow once, 
Like I some years twenty percent. Like some years we get it and it goes away and like it melts, yeah. but like we didn't even get like the you know. Usually we get like a, I feel like a weird like September snowfall, but then it disappears for a day. It's the how you doing snowfall. Yeah, it's like checking in, like, hey, I'm coming, motherfucker. And this year we didn't get any of that. Well, I'm still gonna complain anyway. Yep, that's fair. I had to go out and shovel multiple times. Shoveling's for suckers, Tyler. Shoveling is dead. for suckers. Although you know what, I'll say this: I lived in a condo for the last two or three years, and now that I'm back to being a homeowner. Um, or not back to, I'm now a homeowner. I have to, I have a, say, did you have a house before? Like how yeah. old were you? When Never you bought did a house? in a past life. Um, but I'm back 12. to shoveling and I actually kind of find it somewhat therapeutic. Granted, it's only been a couple of shovels. Um, but I kind of like getting out there and cleaning up the old walkway. If you're tired, if you're tired on like a day to day basis or throughout the day, you can just go outside and wake up. That is so much better for you than if you're in a hot climate where the heat of the day is just repressing you throughout the day. Yeah. I like going outside and it's fresh out. The air is the air hits different this time of year. I just needed an introductory period and we didn't get one. Ah. Ah. We didn't get like the minus five and it's a little chilly and you got to put on your coats. We got to rip it off like snow. a bandaid. Well, that's what we did. I'm not ready for it. Gonna have to check the long-term forecast, Mr. Bag Milk, to see what things are like on December 10th when the FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota comes to town. Shout out to Explore Edmonton. I was gonna buy our tickets to that last night, actually. No. It's time. I want to get us good seats right next to the ramp. Right under the ramp. Can't see a thing. <laughs> yeah, right under the ramp. I don't need to see shit. Just know that it's happening. Yeah, That's all just I can be in about. the presence of those snowboarders. No, but for real, I was going to get our tickets and I was going to put us right next to the ramp so that we have the best view of what's going on. I'm excited about it. Yes. Hell yes. And we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And you're not like one seat or road too close and then you can't see shit. Yes. We would call that the Saddledone conundrum when we thought we were sitting in row five last weekend. Only row five was actually the first row and it was right in front of a bar. Someone DM'd me and was like, did I hear that right on the podcast? You said you were sitting row five, but you were the first row of press level. It's like, yeah, man, you heard that right. Makes no sense. Yep. They also have like 1994 edition big screen TV strapped to the wall in parts of the saddle dome. So if you can't see the ice because of the saddle, you can watch TV like it's 1990s again. You just got to look up at the 20 inch Zenith that's weighing 6,000 pounds off the fucking yeah. roof. It's got eight different bracing cables strapping it to the saddle. Can I tell you something about TVs? Now that I got a smart TV in my living room upstairs, right now I'm sitting in my little office slash recording studio that I'm building at the Castle Milk. And I've just got an old flat screen TV that I cannot connect immediately to YouTube in here. And I'm having none of it. Zero. I've become spoiled. Remember when you stole my TV or M-Check? Mm-hmm. You want to tell our three listeners about that? He's down in Calgary now, I believe. That's outrageous. It was just sitting there, free TV for Tyler to pick up and steal. I bought two TVs with my own money, didn't even expense the nation, one for me and one for sales guy, Jared. Then I was evicted from my office like an Enron executive. (laughs) And your M-Chuck kept the flat screen TV I bought with my own money. It's disrespectful. It's kind of like that show. I, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's they're really pushing it heavy on Netflix right now. That show about Blockbuster on Netflix. How disrespectful is that TV show? Oh, yeah. But, okay, so I went and, you know me, I'm a big sucker for a good sitcom. That's my late night TV choice usually is just something nice and light. Give me a couple laughs before bed. I watched episode one of that. It's not good. Well, that's disappointing because it says... Hey, bag milk. You'd like you might like this show because it's a lot like The Office. And I was like, really interesting. It's like super cheesy and like forced. It's not that good. And mm-hmm. they make one joke about Netflix in the first line, and then oh the rest God. of the first episode is this big thing about how like local businesses are dying and like we need to save local businesses. But they just keep sewering Amazon, and they and it's like, okay, are you not getting the irony here that like? Your thing about how the local blockbuster is trying to stay open is just like because of corporate greed and all that is just like a shot at yourselves. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. Well, I can't have Bezos coming in. The Amazon Prime clear things out. Sorry, buddy. 
Go big. Oh, I had nothing to say. That's on you. You want to hear a story about how long Jeff Bezos has been rich? Yes. When Google first started raising money for itself in 1998, they took on like a half a million dollars of investment really early on, worked for like a summer. They're still in like a house, basically. Their million-dollar investment round, Jeff Bezos was a hundred grand or two hundred fifty grand of it. Really? So you yeah, got early Google see, money. Think of how much money he made off of just that. In addition to being the Amazon guy, he was a seed investor in Google. Damn, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you got that wonky eye. And now he wants to buy an NFL team. Him and Jay Z together by the Commanders. Can you see it? I could see it. I could see it because I, I'm looking right now. The the Washington Commanders estimated value is five point six billion dollars. Between those two, they've got that just stuffed between the seats in their private jets. Well, not only that, he owns the Washington Post, right? Mm-hmm. So he could give the Post like exclusive content to the Commanders. That makes sense. Damn, Bezos. And then Jay Z could write a new anthem for the Commanders where they don't look like historically unpopular, terrible people. They should have left it as a Washington football team now that I'm thinking about it. Saying Washington Commanders over and over again. Washington football team actually makes more sense to me. Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of just rolling with the Washington football team as a name. Commanders is fine. They wore these all-black uniforms, though, on the weekend, and those were pretty sharp. It just, for me, like, you know how Jay-Z, like, he, he was all in with the Brooklyn Nets or whatever for a while, right? Well, he owned like 0.017% yeah. of the team. Um, but like that made sense because, you know, it's Brooklyn. It's like the in-team kind of thing, right? They rebranded all this stuff. Whereas like the Washington Commanders are just so boring that it's like, oh. like For now, they're boring. I guess. I guess. For now, yeah. they're boring. When if I think about a rebrand, you need to bring in some celebrity sizz. And maybe that'll mm-hmm. work, yeah. Do you know why the guy bought the Brooklyn Nets, the Russian guy that partnered with Jay-Z? Do you know the whole story of that? Uh, no. He's like a six-foot-six aluminum magnate. And he was worried that he was going to get, like, black box hooded by Putin. So he bought the biggest, highest profile thing he could think of in the States to make sure he was safe because he was such a public figure. And then he partnered with Jay-Z so he could move the arena to Brooklyn. Joseph Sai. What's that? Joseph Sai? Are you talking about the right guy? No, the guy before that. He oh. sold the team since. Oh. And now he's like missing. <laughs> oh, well. No, the guy before him was like a six foot six oligarch. One time Stephen Colbert went and hung out with him in Russia. And he like did training in the woods and shit and had a gold AK-47 in his office. Dope. That was Jay-Z's business partner on the Brooklyn Nets. I can't think of anything more in New York than Jay-Z and a Russian oligarch looking to buy his safety. Wow. But Beyonce and Jay-Z had a nursery in the Brooklyn Center, the Barclays Center, for Blue Ivy. So think about that. We got a review the other day that said they hate when you talk about celebrities. And I'm thinking about that person right now. Is that true? Yeah. You hate when I talk about celebrities. They the actually most specifically and therefore the best people on earth. They you specific shit. <laughs> I'll read the full review next episode when we do this, but they specifically came at me and you because they said no one cares about T Grizzly. Wow. Seeing as you guys are talking. Uh, all the people paying T Grizzly to play World of Warcraft care, you piece of shit. See, I'm thinking about Jay-Z buying the Washington Commanders and then performing the Black Album from start to finish before the first game of the season. Everybody's enjoying that. People don't want to hear about the most popular people in pop culture. Hmm. We were going to do 25 minutes on Aaron Carter to end off this podcast, but I guess we won't now. Nope. If I was bringing up like Kazakhstani soap opera stars, sure, I could see it's a bit niche. We're talking North American bread and butter celebrities here. Millions of followers on social media. Oh, can I do one more rant actually before the end of the podcast? How stupid do the Boston Bruins look right now? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't look good for anybody involved. And they're like, don't, like Cam Neely talking. He's like, I'm like, who are you even mad at in this situation, Cam? So I was. Well, how they said they like new information led them to releasing. Yeah, what, like, new, what information new information? I did. That's all, years old and been circling for a while now. 
And then his agency comes out and it's like, look at all the great stuff he did to like whatever. And it's like, well, no, like some of that was court ordered, my guy. Like that doesn't exactly score you sick brownie points to just do what. Look at all that litter he picked up in that field. (laughs) Yeah. So like there's that too. Frank Saravalli made this point. Gary Bettman comes out and is like, well, you know, he's not even allowed to play in the NHL. So I don't know why they did this. The NHL approved the contract. They would have known. It's not like Boston pulled the fast one. Like, you can't sign a player without the NHL approving it. So, Gary Bettman just kind of sitting there being like, ah, we didn't know about it. Yes, you did. That's a lie. Also, I wonder if this was something that went above the GM's head, just based on how it all played out. I wonder if there wasn't... Why would an owner dictate that? No, I'm not saying an owner. Like, Cam Neely was the one who had to come out today and or the other day and really be like, all right, like, we're releasing him. He did the front-facing media at the end of this. And the point Frank brought up was Don Sweeney, when he did the initial press conference, was kind of, like, seemingly torn on it. And I wonder if this wasn't something where somewhere, and this is totally me guessing, I do not... I have not talked to anyone. This is my first time saying this opinion out loud or this idea. I wonder if there wasn't like a highest U.S. national hockey development program person who was like, come on, Neely, like give him a shot. He's a good kid. And they were like, okay, fine. We'll sign him and put him in the minors and no one will notice. And then they sat there and were like, fuck, people noticed. And did they ever? And rightfully so. But it was just, it was nonsense. What a dumb thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. It was dumb. Kudos to the Bruins players as well who came out and were like, oh, hey, this is a really dumb thing to do. I thought that was great. Anyways, I wanted to get that off my chest uh, before we wrapped up the episode. What do we think about the game tonight? I think the Oilers are going to smoke the Capitals. I think it's going to be like 6-2. Walk me through, because I know Washington's beat up right now, but I don't know how beat up. I know Backstrom's not playing. What else is going on over there? So Washington, 28th or 26th in the NHL in goals scored per game. They basically only win when Darcy Kemper stands on his head, and Darcy Kemper's not playing tonight, so there's that. Um, also, I saw they lost to Wash. They lost to Arizona on the weekend, and it ruined a can't miss parlay I yeah. had for our friends at Betway. And, and I was just like, "How bad are the Capitals right now?" When they lost the Coyotes, I will read up front the forwards they're missing tonight: Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Connor Brown, T.J. Oshie, Carl Hagelin. They're missing five of their top nine. Wow. Okay. And they're missing John Carlson, their best defenseman, and their second best defenseman, Dmitry Orlov, is a game time decision. <laughs> And they're starting their backup. Oh, this just has disappointing night written all over it, doesn't it? I think the Oilers are going to get to them. They played good. Yeah, there's a lot of things there to eat at the buffet table. That's it's just like. Here's what I'll say: Oilers cannot look down on the Capitals today, even though they Whoa. have those fucking issues with injuries right now. Cannot because that's how disaster happens. But what I would cannot. say. What I would say is if the Oilers had come into this game still riding their winning streak, I'd be like, yeah, can't look down on them. I think the Oilers are going to be so pissed off about losing the way they did on Saturday that they'll just obliterate them. That's my take. Hot dog. But see, I thought they were going to be pissed off on Saturday about the way they lost on Thursday to New Jersey, and that didn't happen. So somebody's just got to get pissed off. Somebody. Someone's got to get mad. You got to get mad. All right. Otherwise, it's going to be me. You got to get even. Good point as well. I could, yeah, I could do some revenge games. Revenge game for my bank account after Saturday as well. Hello. Why? Do- <laughs> uh oh. And actually, revenge game for Sunday when my Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Jets. And I bet our friend uh, Cam, Pizzeria Cam, I wagered him. He or he DM'd me. He said, if the Bills win against the Jets, I'll buy you one beer. And like next time he sees me. But if the Jets beat the Bills, you have to buy me two beers. And I said, oh, easy deal. I just want a free beer. Nope, now I owe Cam two beers. Not good. Not a good look. And you don't even get any of his delicious pizza out of the deal either. I know. Brutal. All right. That's going to be a wrap on uh, today's episode of the podcast. Don't hang up. I have to ask a question after. So do the thing. Chop it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. That's going to be a wrap on today's episode. 426, DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Alfa Romeo, FIS, Snowboard, Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota. All that good stuff. We'll chat to you again on Thursday. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.